welcome to the Rediscovery Podcast. I'm your host, Bernice. I think that things are probably going to sound a little bit different for today's episode. For starters, for these next four weeks of Advent, we're going to keep things short and sweet. Consider this a few minutes to just consider and meditate on what might be a new practice for you in your Christian faith. But also, for second of all, we're moving. We're right now in the middle of unpacking in a new home, and so I don't even know where my podcast mics are. This is being recorded on my cell phone while there's a baby asleep in the baby carrier. I have a cup of coffee here with me, and I want to encourage you to pause this recording, go grab a cup of whatever you like to drink, and come back and we'll talk about Advent together. I'm excited to share this with you. Do you have your drink? Are you ready to go? Let's dive right in. We're going to be talking about Advent for the next couple of weeks. For some of you, Advent feels like a familiar coat that you put on every year when it starts to get cold. You know where all the pockets are. You might find an extra $20 bill hidden in there somewhere. It's like Christmas morning. But for some of us, Advent is a new practice. It's unfamiliar. It's, it's different. It's all this language that we don't know. And so I am excited to share Advent with all of you. I know that there are people coming from no experience with Advent at all and people who've been practicing Advent for decades. Thank you for being with me and taking the time to share this couple of minutes. Some of you may know that this is late. Advent actually started on Sunday, and this podcast is being released on Tuesday. Advent is the four Sundays leading up to Christmas and the start of the church calendar. It's where we consider that Christ is coming, coming to be with us at Christmas, but also that Christ is coming again someday. Advent is a time where we stop and we meditate on that, on that truth that Christ is coming to be with us. And we build anticipation. We build anticipation for Christmas morning, yes, but we also build anticipation for the day when Christ comes again in glory. So that's a lot uh, for one little intro episode. We can't get into all of that. And really what I want to talk about is the first week of Advent. But I would really encourage you, if this sounds like something that might be a meaningful practice for you, Take the time to read about it some more. Happy to recommend resources to you if you're interested. Just You're always welcome to message me or email me. But this week I really want to talk about why I think Advent is meaningful for myself and the message of the first week of Advent. So this year we are in the middle of moving our house. We have moved from Sugar Creek, Ohio to the countryside outside of New Philly For those who live around us, New Philly is uh, the big town, but we are out in the woods and it's a very different environment and atmosphere than Sugar Creek was. We're experiencing a lot of challenges in moving our whole family to this new home. And while we're very excited to be here, don't get me wrong, Moving with two babies is not the easiest thing we've ever done. It's worth it, for sure, and we're very thankful to be down here and 
we'd love if you would want to come visit us and we hope that someday you guys can but in the meantime moving presents its own set of challenges so I think that this year I need Advent more than I ever have if we're talking about Advent meaning Christ coming to be with us then that's what I need this year in a new way, in, a, in an immediate, fresh way where you really can f- sense God with you, God with us. That's what Advent is about, is meditating on God with us at Christmas, but also here and now. How is God with us in all of this, in our daily lives, in 2020, in the midst of everything going on around us? How is God with us? And so I practice Advent because every year I need the reminder that God is with us, that God has always been about coming to be with us from the first pages of the Old Testament to the end of the New. The story of God is a story of God with us, God continuously coming and making himself known and being present among his people. And so that's why Advent is a meaningful practice for me. Because I need this year, perhaps more than ever before, to get back in touch with a God who is with us and wants to be with us, wants to be known by us. And so that leads me to the subject of the first week of Advent. As we walk through these next four weeks together, we'll explore each of these topics in in more depth and detail, but the weeks go through hope and peace and love and joy. And we explore these ideas and we explore how they relate to God and to the story of the Bible. And the first week we talk about hope. Where is our hope? What's our hope in? Who is our hope in? And so this week I want to ask you, What are you hoping for? In your life, in your day-to-day life, what are you hoping for? If you're signed up for our daily Advent devotionals, which it's not too late if you want to sign up and you haven't already, just go to therediscoverypodcast.com forward slash Advent and I'll add you to the list so you'll get the ones going forward. But in our daily emails, I was talking about some of the hopes that we have, just little hopes too. I really hope that both of my kids sleep through the night tonight. I really hope that this move continues to go smoothly and that the kids continue to adjust well. I really hope that this snow that's falling outside right now sticks and we can play outside in it. These little hopes are not insignificant. They're good and they're important. But there are big hopes too. Hopes for Eli and I and and what we're dreaming of for our family and for our future. And so I want to ask you, what are you hoping for today? I don't know what is going on in your day or in your life, but there's room for hope. I'd love to hear from you about what's going on and 
if there's anything that I can do to help you. But make room for hope today. Think about what are you hoping for? What are you looking forward to in the future? And I'm sure we'll talk about this more later. I do want to switch gears a little bit and share a short interview with a friend of mine. Molly McKenney is a young woman. She is currently in New Hampshire. She's home for Christmas. But Molly and I knew each other back when Molly would have been a middle schooler and I would have been a high schooler. Her older brother is a dear friend of mine and I've known Molly for many, many years. Uh, But I wanted to invite Molly to come on to the podcast to share about something that she's really passionate about. I think on this week of hope, it can be easy to think about what we're hoping for and, and not really ever get outside of ourselves. And Molly is really passionate about bringing an end to human trafficking. So she participates every year in something called Dressember. And I'll let her talk about it more, but I wanted to share this interview with you now because I think one of the most profound things that we can do when we're considering our hopes and our dreams is also to consider the hopes and dreams of others, people who might be very unlike us or people who might live down the street from us. And Dressember is an organization that works to end human trafficking. So I'm going to share this interview with Molly, but I want you to think about, even before you listen to the interview, I want you to be thinking about the hopes and dreams of women and children and men who might be caught up in human trafficking. They've had their hope taken away from them. Organizations like Dresember and A21, which are working to end human trafficking in every regard, those are organizations in the business of hope. And so if you feel led, I would really encourage you to this season, give to Dresember, give to Molly's fundraising campaign, give to A21, give the gift of hope this year, this week, and be praying for this week, the men and women and children who are caught up in systems that take advantage of them, that take their dreams and take their hope away. All right, with that being said, I'm excited to share this interview with you. You're going to love Molly. Merry Christmas and happy Advent. Hi, Molly. It's so, so good to get to talk to you. Um, you actually, I know you from back when we were in high school. Yeah. Uh, I was, your brother was in my graduating class. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that I've seen you in 10 years, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, for everyone who's listening to this, Molly deserves an award for like the most patient person, most patient podcast guest. Uh <laughs> because we're moving right now still. And I was supposed to do this interview with you yesterday, Molly, but I had to cancel because our new house has no Wi-Fi. And so I was, I went to the church to try to use the church Wi-Fi and that didn't work either. (laughs) The patience of a mom moving far surpasses my patience. So (laughs) it's been uh, an adventure. That's for sure. Um, but Molly, yeah. Hey, would you just like introduce yourself to listeners here of the podcast? Just like who you are, where you're from, what you, what you like doing, just introduce yourself. Yeah. So my name is Molly Bernice said, um, 
I've lived in New Hampshire my whole life. I'm currently pursuing a degree in psychology in Tennessee. I'll go on and I'll get my master's in trauma counseling so I can do things with human trafficking and sex trafficking. Um, I don't know. Yeah. One of the things that I'm super passionate about is human trafficking and sex trafficking and bringing awareness to this and educating people and making them realize it's not just overseas, it's in their backyards, which it sounds like is exactly what this podcast is doing. So I was so excited when Bernice reached out to me. Yeah, I was, I was excited. I, um, have followed along with you doing, we're going to talk about what you're doing this December. It's called dress Ember. I followed along on your Instagram while you've done these in the past, but I think that, uh, podcast listeners are going to be really excited. I, I really hope that, um, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this conversation with me and Molly, that you would take this as an opportunity to support uh, the work that she's doing with Dressember and the work that like the organization of Dressember is doing. Uh, and Molly will explain more about that in a minute. But yeah, I'm really excited that you're here. I'm really excited that we get to meet you here through the podcast. I'm really excited that you're doing Dressember. Uh, so I guess we we keep throwing this word around. <laughs> We're not saying December wrong. We're saying Dressember. So what is that? So what Dressember is, is um, it's kind of a way for ordinary people to get involved in fighting human trafficking. So what I do is every December for the last eight years now, I've worn a dress every day. Many can participate in wearing ties. They can get involved if they want to wear dresses every day, whatever they want to do. So basically, um, you sacrifice your own physical comfort and wearing clothes that you enjoy, and you bring awareness to the issue of human trafficking by wearing a dress or a tie every day. And you have a little page that people can donate to, and Dressember, um, they've actually raised over $10 million now in the last, I think, six or seven years that this has been going on. Um, and they work towards prevention and protection and intervention in people stuck in human trafficking. It's a really great organization and it's so, so simple for regular people to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. And I would like to say, you mentioned this before, but Molly, you live in New Hampshire. <laughs> yes. So it is not warm there. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this is not the sort of thing that like, it's not always comfortable. It's not always convenient to wear a dress every day in December in New Hampshire. Sure. Like I'm, it's going to snow. It just is. <laughs> Um, but it's something that you and like thousands of other men and women are committing to do. You're committing to inconvenience and, and like put yourselves in a position of discomfort to raise awareness about, um, human trafficking and that it's a problem that it's still happening, that it happens. We know that it happens in all 50 States. Most of my podcast listeners are in my local community here, um, around Tuscarawas County, Ohio. We know that we have a huge human trafficking problem right here in our County. Yeah. Um, and Dressember is a way that we can actually get involved. If someone wanted to participate, you know, this podcast is going to come out, um, right before Dece uh, December 1st. So it's not too late for someone to sign up and even participate on their own. Um, but Molly, how can we then come alongside of you and what you're doing? Um, cause like, I know some people who are not going to be interested in wearing a dress every single day, uh, men and women, <laughs> But how can we then partner with you to help support what you are doing? Yeah, it's actually so, so simple, which is kind of the, the beauty of this um, organization. All you do is Google Dressember and that'll pop up immediately as the homepage for the foundation. If you can get in contact with me or with Renice or through the podcast, I'll have my own particular um, fundraising page. It'll just be attached to my name. It'll talk about 
my heart for the issue and my personal goal, but you can donate to the organization as a whole. And all you do is you fill it out one time. It's a one-time gift. You can give as little or as much as you want. I've had friends donate $5 because they say, hey, we see what you're doing. I don't have a lot, but I want to help. I've had people donate $50, upwards of $50. It's really wherever your heart is on the issue. Um, and it's a great way to be involved in something that seems so much bigger than ourselves while knowing that you're being able to make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And even like for some people who might not be able to donate anything at all, a really good option is to like share this podcast, share this interview with Molly, with someone who you think maybe would want to donate, would be able to donate more, um, just spreading awareness, making more people aware that Dressemberg is happening, but also that human trafficking is happening and that we can work to bring an end to it. Um, so Molly, how did you actually get involved? Like why, why do you, why are you so passionate about when did you learn about um, human trafficking? So it's actually a funny story. My older brother, who you mentioned earlier, he wrote a <laughs> paper when he was probably in middle school or high school. And he just wanted to like rile people up and start a conversation. And so he researched why Hershey was bad. And so he stumbled into the whole realm of, you know, sweatshops and cocoa farms overseas and how mm -hmm. unethical that is. And that really opened my eyes up to the world of human trafficking. And as I've grown older and I've seen women struggling for rights, that really opened a whole new door into sex trafficking specifically and mm -hmm. the, the atrocities that are happening with human trafficking. So it just began as this little seed that was planted in me in middle school, honestly. And as I grew in high school and now in college, I realized just how big of an issue it is. Um, but I think, truthfully, I found Dressember probably online, just doing research and trying to educate myself. How can you fight sex trafficking? This is a great way. And it, it's super simple. And it just kind of fell into my lap, honestly. Yeah, that's funny, because I actually remember when Sean wrote that paper, because I remember <laughs> when he stopped eating chocolate, I was like, because the so the high school um, that we both went to, the library had like a candy box. And so whenever you left the library, you could grab a piece of chocolate. And he stopped doing that. <laughs> and I was like, what is wrong with you? And he's and like, he was like compelled to like, actually, like a high school guy, stop participating in systems of oppression, yeah. um, which is really uh, was a powerful statement then and is today. Definitely. Still. I don't think I've eaten a Hershey bar in almost 10 years at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's something that I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but like in our family, um, we try not to participate in like the fast fashion yes. industry. So we buy our clothes secondhand uh, because it's more sustainable for the earth and it doesn't exploit people uh, producing clothes in sweatshops. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Well, Molly, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and just sharing your heart and sharing what you're doing with Dressember. There will be a link in the podcast description for anyone who wants to learn more or anyone who wants to support you on your fundraising page. Um, but yeah, anyone, if you don't feel like you're ready or able to make a donation, send this podcast to somebody else who you think might really be impacted by Molly and what she's doing and, and someone who might want to learn more. And again, the link is in the bio for you if you have any questions or in the description for you if you have any questions. Um, so yeah, Molly, thank you so much. Thank you for having me.